welcome to the MMA Roadshow, episode number 163. My name is John Morgan at home in Las Vegas, Sin City. While my man Coke Coffee, where is he at? He is in Rio de Janeiro, the, the magical city? Is that what it's called? The, the marvelous city. The marvelous city. All noises on the beach. I'm jealous. My man is down there in Brazil. Rio de Janeiro is one of my absolute favorite cities on earth. Now, I say that understanding fully from all my Brazilian friends that live there. They will be happy to tell you that there is lots going on behind the scenes that makes it not the most fantastic place to live. And I get that. I understand the political issues. I understand the traffic issues. I understand the financial issues. I get it. It's not the best place in the world to live. But damn it, it is a wonderful place to visit. Especially just to go there for a week covering a fight. Man, we always end up staying in a hotel right on the beach. So you you put in the long hours, but then when you get done, you just walk right across the street. You, you dodge a few cars crossing the, uh, the little avenue there. And you walk out on the beach. And there's a, a little kiosk where you can sit down on a plastic chair. Order yourself a nice ice cold liter of original. It's going to cost you about $1.50. Ugh. Can't beat that. And I'm not there. But my man Cole Coffee is. Listen, I, uh, I I made a big boy decision. You know, I'm, I'm 40 years old at this point, and I made a big boy decision. Uh, Saturday is my son's birthday. He's turning six years old. Uh, I've already missed two of his birthdays up to this point. And uh, so I, I took myself out of the running for going down there to Rio de Janeiro. Sent the man Cole Coffee as well. He hooked up with, of course, Fernando Prachis who lives in Rio, and they are busy covering UFC 224. Meanwhile, out in San Jose, California, our man Simon Samana was out there. Dave Mandel, the homie, the longtime Sherdog employee who has been just doing fantastic work for us anytime we get to uh, call on him. He's handling business along with Simon Samano out there in San Jose, California. There's also one championship, 72, from Jakarta, Indonesia. Yeah, we don't have anybody covering that. <laughs> but we do got people in Brazil. We do got people in California. So Saturday is a busy, busy day. Uh, I actually stayed home. I uh, I will have to work that night, no question about it. With two events going on simultaneously. I will definitely be helping out the team, but I will be doing it from the comfort of my own home. We're going to have a birthday party that morning for my son. Um, but like I said, I've already – I missed two of his birthdays. I know exactly where I was. One, I was in Manila, and I said I'll never do this again. You know, next year I'll stay home, and the next year – was the stadium show uh, in Brazil, in Curitiba. And I'm like, well, I, I can't not go to a stadium show. I have to do that. So I ended up, even though I promised I wouldn't miss, I missed. And so now I've, I've, I've said, listen, I've grown up. I got to stay home. And uh, you know what? I'm, I'm happy. I got to say, not to go too much into uh, my personal life versus the MMA. You're all here to, to, to listen to and talk about. But, uh, no, I felt good, man, my, to, to stay home. I just finished a uh, a field day for my son, so it was pretty awesome to be able to go to his school and, and do that and, you know, kind of running around outside all day. And, uh, yeah, I, I don't know if there's a fight you could put on where, where I'd, I'd skip my son's birthday again. You know, I'm, I'm sure if it was a Conor McGregor fight, we'd have to talk about it. You know, one of those, uh, a return of Ronda Rousey. You know, the, the big click items, the one where my boss, you know, definitely tells me, John, you, you, you got to be there. If it was, you know, Mayweather McGregor 2 or some nonsense like that, I'd have to figure out a way to be there. But, you know, maybe I could just bring them along for the ride. So uh, it's been great. It's been a busy week. I, I have been on a little vacation. I took It is Thursday, as we always do, the MMA Road Show. Just because I'm on a little mini staycation doesn't mean we're not going to put the podcast together. Come on now. I did take uh, Monday through Thursday off, so I've been a little bit out of the loop. My 
my wife went out to Phoenix to go see a Taylor Swift concert, and I was happy as hell she didn't make me go with her. <laughs> hey, uh, I actually, I actually took her to a Taylor Swift concert before. I'm not gonna lie; it was a Cowboy Stadium. It was pretty. Uh, it was pretty. It was pretty entertaining. I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna go ahead and leave my man card on the table if anybody wants to grab it. I'm gonna understand. I'm gonna understand where you're coming from, but it was entertaining. I mean, you know, you put on a show inside a football stadium, you gotta do something pretty special, and it was a, uh, it was entertaining. But I will say, second time around, I'm, I'm glad that she left me behind. But my mom came to town for a little visit. We hung out, take care of my son all week, and uh, yeah, we'll get back to work tomorrow. So thank you to the rest of the MMA Junkie team for. Manning, uh, manning the, the 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 site while I was gone and uh, and enjoying. Now, of course, I'm a, I'm a little bit of a workaholic, so I didn't fully get out of the loop. I've never been able to figure out how to just completely unplug from mixed martial arts. Fortunately, uh, it's it's something I'm passionate about that I do work in, but just walking away from it, not gonna happen. So the big news this week has definitely been for me the ESPN Plus deal for the UFC. I know there's fights to talk about, but this to me. Big time news. Been a little surprised that all we got was the press release and not a lot of interviews. I was supposed to actually speak with uh, UFC President Dana White. Had a phone interview set up for yesterday, which I was hoping to be able to play on this podcast right here. And um, unfortunately, got rescheduled. And long-term, long-time listeners of the MMA Roadshow will know that the man Dana White does have to reschedule some things from time to time. Um, hoping that I can get something more with him, and really wouldn't even mind speaking to somebody else as well behind the scenes. And, and I told the UFC that. I mean, obviously, you know, Dana's, uh, you know, a great speaker and, and great ambassador for the company. But you know, even if it's uh, some of the guys behind the scenes, you know, the Craig Brassars of the world, the Lawrence Epstein's of the world, the Dave Shaw's of the world, that you know, help bring all these things together. Uh, even though they're not necessarily in the front lines a whole lot, I, I wouldn't mind speaking to them because still questions. I mean, to me, there's still a lot of questions to be answered. And I get it. It's May. This thing doesn't even start till January so we got a lot of time to figure out all the details of this but to me there are there are definitely some questions now um, Ben folks actually did a fantastic job five burning questions uh, he wrote a little piece on if, if you haven't read that I think it's a good place to start uh, because there are some questions about this whole deal now right off the top let me just say I think it's I think it's it's basically a home run for the UFC for the UFC I think it's basically a home run you know they had this number figured out there that, that, that was hung out there from the beginning. There's investor documents that, uh, that, that MMA Junkie got a hold of, that some other places got a hold of. But, you know, they basically estimated that they thought they could get $400, $400 million of revenue a year with the new TV deals. And a lot of people said, oh, you're crazy. And the, the, the numbers were coming out. Uh, it didn't look like it was going to be done. And now you've got ESPN taking $150 million for 15 streaming shows. That 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 is not even – the TV deal yet, and I think most people realize that, but if you don't, make sure you recognize that this is just a streaming deal. This is not even the television rights yet. So now, you know, you wanted to get that $400 million. You've already wiped $150 million off the deck. Now you just need to get 250 Maybe you don't get 250 Maybe you have to settle for another 150 Maybe you get another 200 but, you know, you're talking about a deal that averaged like $120 million. And now they're going to be talking about three, three fifty, maybe even four hundred million. And that's just domestically. That's not international. Of course, pay per view still there. So you, you know, you don't have to be a huge business major to understand that there's a massive increase in revenue um, for the UFC domestically, and that's fantastic for them. That you know, they 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 came in, they spent the money. I said it from the very beginning, and I and I truly believe this. 
Um, Ari Emanuel, guys like that that are as wealthy as they are, they, they, they don't take risk. They don't take $4 billion risks. To me, people that are that wealthy got so because they play with house money. They know what the numbers are. They know what the deal is going to be worth. And I said that all along. Um, and, and maybe some of it was some, some blind faith, but you talk to people behind the scenes and just the understanding you get from, from the power. I mean, this thing is behind the scenes. There's so many things going on that as mixed martial arts journalists, you know, we, we see a little sliver of the pie. We wouldn't even see the whole thing. So here's $150 million up front. So already financially, it's a home run, I think, for the UFC. The other thing that I think makes this a home run for the UFC is, yes, this is just a streaming deal. This is ESPN Plus, which, by the way, I went ahead and signed up. I wasn't signed up before, so they're already getting $4.99 a month out of me. I wanted to see what the service looked like, kind of what it already entails. And it does have a lot of other sports. I don't watch a lot of other sports anymore these days. I think mixed martial arts has pretty much engulfed my entire uh, sports watching uh, time, but I did go ahead and sign up for it just to kind of see what it was like and, and to feel it out a little bit. And it's, it's a nice service, definitely, you know, high quality streaming. They got a lot of offerings on there. Um, but here's the thing is the ESPN now has a vested financial interest in uh, this package as well and in the sport of mixed martial arts and more specifically the UFC. So ESPN has shown this time and time again. If they have a financial vested interest in a sport, they're going to show it more. They're going to spend more time with highlights, with interviews, with – I mean, they're going to feature that sport a little bit more. And there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, this is not, you know, a, a news program that has ties behind the scenes with a politician and is only giving that politician time to speak. I mean, this is sports and entertainment. So, of course, if you're ESPN, I mean, why would you ever show a Bellator highlight on, on your airways? I mean, if it's so – over the top, amazing, you know, if it's, I mean, and, and, you know, granted, they've got some fantastic athletes that do have some fantastic moments that have been featured on there. But if you're now broadcasting the UFC, why would you bother showing Bellator? Why would you bother showing professional fighting league, or, or fighters league, excuse me? Will they? I, I, I don't know. I mean, if, if, if it's a good highlight, if it's a damn good highlight, I think you still should. But maybe they'll only show the UFC from now on with their highlights. And even then... If nothing else, they'll definitely show more UFC. You, you know, you definitely will maybe get a few more highlights uh, during SportsCenter, a couple more pieces here and there other than the, just the line, you know, the little ticker across the bottom. And I think that's a win. I think that's a win for the UFC. And to be honest, I think it's a win for mixed martial arts as a whole. Just getting more eyeballs, getting this sport out there in front of people, you know, keeping it, uh, you know, alongside the major sports. It's always going to be a niche sport. But keep it alongside the major sports. Keep it mentioned there. I think this is a win. I think this deal is a win. And, uh, you know, I, I'm sure when we do speak to Dana or whoever it may be, they'll probably echo those sentiments. You know, the ESPN brand is still pretty special. I know that, that they're having some, some financial issues, and I can see, you know, if, if you want to start arguing, people can say, oh, they're losing subscribership. And I, Yeah, I see all those things out there. I do. I see all those things out there, and I get it. Uh, but some of the subscribership loss is due to people cutting the cord, and I think this ESPN Plus will allow people to kind of – dial back into ESPN but but what I'm getting at is the ESPN brand to me is still a special brand it really is I mean you know when the UFC was getting into video games uh, you know THQ okay whatever fantastic but when they got with EA Sports right I mean that, that's a brand name and and you can get to the experts that can argue one's better one's not this that whatever um, but ESPN is a brand name that has meaning that means something, and I, and I think it's special. So 
this is ESPN streaming. That means on their broadcast they're going to show more of it because they want to refer people to ESPN+. Plus. They want to get people a reason to watch ESPN+. Plus. So I think this is a win all the way around, all the way around for the UFC. Now what I'm still curious about is for the fans. I mean, if we're looking at this right, it does seem like one more streaming service that we're going to have to pick up. Now, I don't know what's going to be left on UFC Fight Pass. Will there be Fight Pass-only events in addition to these ESPN Plus events? That's a question we didn't answer. Now, internationally, um, I, you know, there's going to be markets where I don't think ESPN Plus exists, and you know, I mean, so I'm speaking more domestically. Do, you know, does this mean that now you have to have Fight Pass, or is it you really only need Fight Pass if you want to watch, you know, the Invictus of the world, the Eddie Bravo Invitationals of the world, the you know, the, the everything that they show outside? Because if that's the case, that's that's going to be a, I mean, that's going to be a tough sell because you're 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 taking an already fractured audience and you're fracturing even more. So from a fan point of view, that's a little interesting. You know, are we going to need to have Fight Pass and ESPN Plus? Because if so, ugh, I mean, it's it's not perfect. It's it's not perfect. Um, you know, if you can get them for the same price, and I haven't seen that yet. Now, now that would be slick if you could, you know, if by having ESPN Plus, you could get Fight Pass for a discounted price that left them both at the same price because the ESPN Plus is five ninety or four ninety nine a month, whereas Fight Pass is nine ninety nine. Now, if they could give it to you for that flat five dollars, whatever, and you get for nine ninety nine, you get both. Boom, I'm in all day. I'm I'm in. I I, I like that. Hopefully that's what they can do, but that's a question. I haven't seen that yet, and that's a question I definitely want to ask. What is the future of Fight Pass? You know, are you are 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 you going away on it? We still don't know how many events this means. You know, this 15 is that a piece of the pie uh, that already existed? Is this have we bought a new pie that we got 15 slices out of? I mean, there's there's you know, are, are we doing more events? Is this the same number of events? I don't know. Let's see. We 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 got to find out. Um, there's other questions. What does this mean for production? Is it still being done in-house? Um, does Zufa Boxing play into any of this stuff? The Ultimate Fighter. Didn't see any of that listed. Is that still for the broadcast plan, or, or is that starting to go away? Um, will any of this money trickle down to the fighters? Can we expect a bump in, in, in fighter pay? I don't know. I mean, they got a lot of overhead. The UFC has a lot of overhead. So will they will – they, Will they filter some of that down to the bottom line? You think there's at least some of it available. I mean, you could at least take up the minimums a little bit, right? So a lot of things going on here. A lot of things going on here. A lot of variables. I mean, this just happened. We, we, we've got a big chunk of the news. We don't have all the news. And the other thing, of course, is, again, the broadcast part of the deal is still out there. That's huge. Okay? I, you know, it sounds the things that I've heard is that is that Fox is still very interested in keeping this, but at, you know, not at the prices that the UFC wanted, and maybe this allows them to get it at the price they wanted. You know, if so, man, can you imagine? I mean, the rest of this year, if you have a a lame duck partner, you know, can you imagine Fox Sports? Not only knowing that, well, we're giving up rights at the end of the year, but we're giving up rights to. You know where the digital streaming side of this is on one of our biggest competitors. Ugh, I can't imagine what kind of partner they would be. You know, I can't imagine. But um, you know, NBC is being thrown out there as as interested. I, I mean, would would NBC have gone in on the PFL? I mean, not to say that you know they're all in on the PFL and they spent so much money that they don't have money for the UFC. But 
Seems weird to carry the UFC and PFL, right? I mean, maybe you could put them in harmony. The PFL is going to run on Thursday night, so you could do, you know, the Dana White's Contender Series. Well, the Dana White's Contender Series is going online to ESPN, so you don't even have to worry about that. You, you, you know, maybe it would just be more Saturday. But I, I don't know. That seems weird to me. If it gets done and it stays on Fox, I mean, that's pretty cool for the UFC to be on Fox Sports and ESPN. I mean, the two leading sports networks out there. That'd be a, a, a pretty big deal, and I think a good thing for the UFC and a good thing for mixed martial arts because, again, more eyeballs, you know, being put alongside the big sports. I think that's key. Just continue to push the legitimacy, continue to push the meaning of it. Uh, I think that'd be good, but it is going to be hard, man. It is going to be hard for people to find the fights, what time they come on, where they are, what channel, what streaming service. And that, to me, is a question mark for the fans. I mean, I get it. The the, the fans of the sport are pretty educated, and they're pretty educated online um, with, with how to access everything. But it's just a pain in the ass to switch from one to another to another to another Um you know, where is it at tonight? Where is this one at? So there's questions. There's questions. But overall, I do honestly feel like this is a great thing for the UFC. And I guess we'll basically just uh, see how things play out over time. Uh, but that's certainly the big news for me. And uh, even being off for a couple of days, I couldn't help but uh, try to get an interview with Dana White. So we'll try to get an interview with the UFC exec. Um and just get some more thoughts and see what they can answer. I'm sure there's still some things to be worked out. I'm sure there's still some details to be had. But uh, I think it's a plus. I really do. I think I'm, I'm judging from the outside looking in. I think the UFC can chalk up a win here. I know everybody's been worried about the UFC. But uh, I think they can chalk up a win here. Listen, this past weekend, uh, with this weekend being a UFC and a Bellator week, this past weekend was a non-Bellator and non-USC week. But I, I watched everything. I thought it was great. With it being kind of a slow weekend, it let me watch some of the, the other MMA. Sometimes I have to go back and catch up on DVR or watch some things. And uh, it's not quite as exciting when you're watching it live, man. Uh, even for me, even somebody that loves MMA, I, I got to have that live experience. So it was kind of cool to be able to, to watch everything. I did want to mention, you know, just a couple performances that really stuck out to me that if you're, if you're playing catch up after a week off, do so. Kyoji Horiguchi with a fantastic win. I mean, nine seconds over Ian McCall. Got to feel bad for Ian McCall. Uh, you know, kind of came out afterwards and said maybe the sport is passing me by. But uh, Kyoji Horiguchi, I, I, I've always been a fan of this guy. You know, I thought he was rushed, of course, into a, uh, a title shot in the UFC. It did not pay out for him. You know, he did go all the way to the end with Demetrius Johnson, but of course he was losing that fight. But, you know, undefeated since then. He continues to pick up wins outside the UFC. Nine seconds. You can't ask for anything much better than that. And Kyoji Horiguchi, a guy that, man, worth watching, worth keeping your eye on. Don't know if he ever comes back to the UFC. I really don't. The guy makes good money in Japan. You know, he's treated like a superstar there. You know, he's headlining cards. He's the guy. He's the focus. He's the feature. And I think that means something. You know, I, I don't think he's, he's a fame whore by any stretch of the imagination, but it helps the paychecks. It helps his marketing opportunities. It helps a lot of ways to be the guy. And he's the guy. And, uh, you know, even if he could get paid the same amount to come to the UFC, I don't know that he's as valuable to the UFC as he is to Risen fighting over there. I think it's a, it's a win-win on, on both situations. He can make more money, and he's more valuable, so they can sell the hometown guy, the homegrown guy. Uh, I would love to see him back at the UFC someday. I, you know, 
I'd love to see him fight Demetrius Johnson again someday. Not that I'm, I'm, I'm picking him. I mean, Demetrius Johnson, to me, greatest pound-for-pound pound fighter on the planet right now. But he was rushed into the fight the first time around. I think he's better now. And I think it might be, you know, maybe it'd be a more competitive matchup at this point. At least it'd be a, a top Those Not that DJ doesn't have other people to fight. He, he does have some other people to fight. But I would like to see that at, at some point. I really would. And Vic Dassey, 29, took place over the weekend as well. Sarah Kaufman picked up the vacant women's bantamweight title. Looked very, very good doing it as well. Was uh, incredibly impressed with her performance. Uh, she is uh, she is shining outside of the UFC as well, and uh, certainly thought that uh, she deserves some praise for that performance. And uh, I, I enjoyed watching it. To be honest with you, she, she she it's good to see her dominant. I know she hasn't always felt like she got treated especially well. In, uh, in her time in the UFC, and uh, I, I think it's good to see her doing good things outside of the UFC as well. And uh, there was an Access TV fight as well, LFA 39. And I'll tell you the one that most stuck out to me was Macy Barber. Macy Barber, just a, just a teenager looking like an absolute vicious animal. Says she wants to be the youngest champion in UFC history. Remember the name if you haven't seen this performance. She's fought four times now under the LFA banner. She's 4-0. Uh, she's had three stoppages along the way. She looks like the real deal, and I think it's a name to remember, Macy Barber. All right, listen, uh, like I said, I'm just chilling here in Las Vegas. It's fun, but this is the MMA road show. You don't want me to just sit here and talk about MMA. You want to hear from things that are happening on the road. And in order to do that, you got to take it down to Rio de Janeiro. To my man, Cold Coffee, lining things up in Rio. A new hotel. I'm kind of, they stayed in a, a new hotel, a different area. I'm, I'm bummed. Like I said, Rio, one of my favorite cities on earth to go work in, one of my favorite cities on earth to go visit. I'm not there, but Cold Coffee is. Well, thank you, John, very much. And, yes, well, here we are in Rio at the lovely Windsor Maripendi, not the Windsor Baja that we normally stay at, but I am joined by our wonderful, normal, Rio guest extraordinaire, Fernanda Pratches. Hello. Yes, it's a, a new hotel, but it's basically the same thing. I don't know why we're making a thing out of it, it but apparently it's, it's brand we new are. and shiny. The internet works pretty decently it's like here. two blocks away. But okay, if we're making a little bit it further than yeah, two blocks, yeah, two like Brazilian blocks, maybe, maybe three. Like, so but you I'm, get like three stabbings, four shootings, and and ten hookers along the way. I've never been stabbed once, so well, that's, that's what that's I'm a saying. Boring life. That's a yeah, boring life. but I'm saying I've been living in Rio for long enough that that's you know, but yeah, it's a new hotel. Sorry guys, I just brought this. Oh, speaking of hotel, what what what's that? What is that? Let me let me go to the door real quick. Oh. <gasps> Hello! <laughs> well, goodness me. This hotel happens to also be where Fiasco Jones is staying. This is amazing. Fiasco, what's up, brother? Uh, not much. I heard uh, someone talking about hookers along the road. Well, you've seen it. This is a new location. You're, I'm sure you actually, to, to go behind the curtain, we're asking if those were hookers we just passed on the way home from the steakhouse. I'm pretty convinced, even though... Feminist Fernanda says uh, probably just women trying to get from point A to point B. Yeah, I your think dirty point, mind. I think point B is a transactional sex operation. <laughs> <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> what is happening? Well, well, welcome to Rio, guys. Uh, uh, the that weather. That is not Rio, though. 
Okay, sorry. Okay, go ahead. Are you guys. gonna get Let's... all like, oh, this is not real, no, folks? We're I'm... in Baja de Tuaca. We're blah blah blah. You gonna get all like even... snobby no, no, on us just, now? I'm just gonna play along with this. Let's, let's all right, we're not in off. Rio, everybody. We're not in Rio. We so are... we are so here. We're like in a tent. We're in a beach town somewhere no, near Rio. No, we are in Rio. Rio. I'm just saying that your definition of Rio is like that GTA game. Like it's not how it happens. Okay, this is why we brought Rio. Uh, I'm sorry, <laughs> Fernanda, onto the show to bring her personality with her she's, this she's evening. She's bringing some fact checking right, so to let's, the show. Yeah. Well, besides, there they still have the cabana across the street with the cold beers, and uh, that's always good. Uh, unfortunately, we don't have Mr. Morgan here with us, so uh, nights end a lot sooner. Uh, we're getting to bed a lot earlier, and we're uh, imbibing a lot less beers. This is uh, true. This is there, true. There, there have still been beers. There's though. a few, a few yeah. frosty beverages. Like, yeah, have like a, I think a healthy amount. Yeah, you know? like, yeah. Like, like before, the, the, before, right before you crest regret and yeah. headaches, you, you we're at that point. We're like, at that like, point. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm right there. I've already gotten my headache right yeah. now early well my headache slowly building yeah. right as this podcast is, has continued so we're getting there we're getting there all right well let's jump to the this week's activities we landed uh on tuesday well fernando drove into town on tuesday um we had our early uh interviews and you'll hear one of those here uh towards the end well actually yeah you'll hear one towards the end um it was it was great i mean normally we get into a place and we have to kind of get a little time to settle in but our schedules kind of worked out that we pretty much hit the ground running and uh, Fernando, you did a great job, set up some interviews for us to have. Um, what were some of your favorites out of it? And if you guys haven't heard these interviews, go to uh, MMAJunkie.com and you can see all the sit-down interviews that we did with Fernanda. She was a little bit shy, didn't want to be on the camera, but, you know, we lit her up real well and I thought she did a wonderful job. So Aww. were there uh, any favorite interviews that you had? I think the most um, intriguing slash puzzling slash interesting slash frightening maybe was Victor Belfort. That was, like, that was the highlight, I think, just because it was just like, there was so much going on, and it, it, you guys know, like when you interview Vitor long enough, you you come to expect with every fight week he comes he comes in with a different like message, I guess, to get across. And uh, this time though, like I kind of instead of just trying to like uh, you know narrow that interview down, I just kind of like went with it, and I think that uh, after it was done, I was a bit confused as to what had happened, but um, I think it, it amounted to a pretty interesting one, but uh, all of them, I think um, Amanda Nunes was a good one, I think that Amanda is a champion that most people don't really get a chance to know her personality that well, she's right. not that out there, she's a more reserved person, I think, you know, outside of fight week, you don't hear much from her. So I think that we were able to, you know, just get a glimpse of her personality, yeah. which is interesting. And I think that came out more, too, uh, at the open workouts that yeah, followed the day sure. after. Uh, she really embraced the fact of kind of coming out there. You know, the crowd gave her a good pop. She did her little champion sort of walk when she first yeah. got onto the mat, and it was it was great because I love when, uh, you know, she's done so well in the States of being – a good spokesperson for the the sport you know a lot of times she, she goes to these events and different things and she's not getting the pop a lot of times as her opponent is yeah and coming here and doing it here in heel she's getting that pop that that you want to see a fighter get you know so i was happy for her to, to kind of get that you know so it's good to see her person i get out because i think a lot of times she's so business oriented she's a very much about the fight she's very much yeah for doing sure. business so yeah, she I doesn't you, she yeah. doesn't come out of her her shell as much but she's been really embracing it and she even said in your interview you know like you know getting these wins 
she wants to share that moment. That's one of the things that she was looking forward yeah. to was the moment after yeah. seeing the crowd and being able to share that elation with the crowd. And I think that was a it was a wonderful sentiment that she that she said. So that was great. That was great. But yeah, that was definitely one of the good ones. I thought your interview with Raquel was also yeah, very good. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Like Raquel is one of those people that she's hard to get out of her shell. Like she's yeah. not enthusiastic like she's not that really bubbly personality but then when you start talking to her like she's actually quite warm and she's open like yeah. you just have to pay attention to what she's saying so i really enjoy you know uh, kenny was like really pissed because we went way overboard i ended up talking to her for like 17 yeah. minutes or You're so like, can we keep these normally do these <laughs> six to eight minutes we'll yeah. get in we'll get out you know and i got way carried away there yeah. but just because i i i, I was you know, I was interested because she was giving me so much more yeah. than I guess I expected at first. So well, and it's that was funny, a good one. And it's funny, too, because, I mean, like, it's one thing when you get a fighter to talk about the fight. I, they hear it so much that I think they get, you know, it just it's old stuff that they're just like, oh, again, again, again. But what topic did you bring up that she really got just lit up about Tisha? When, you, when you started talking about yeah. Tisha? So I think that's what tends to happen when you talk to a fighter about their, their personal life, things outside, whether it be their dog, their their other occupation that they might do or their family. That's where you get to see a lot of personality come out because they're like, thank God you're not sometimes asking Sometimes it's good, like with yeah. her, or sometimes that's bad, like with Michael McDonald and the, like carving things out of wood. Yeah. It's like, yeah, hey, we're not that interested in that kid. But the- <laughs> you never know. There might be, I'm, I'm sure there's quite a few listeners of the MMA Roadshow that are wood carvers out there. I'm really sorry that I offended <laughs> you guys. Yes, thank you for the two of you. I'm personally offended. That's really pretty much all I do. Fiasco likes to carve wood. Really he likes to carve wood. Uh, well, all the power to you. But you uh, whittling? Yeah, I always, <laughs> that's the thing that I always look for when I'm interviewing someone. And sometimes it's, it, it back fires a little bit because sometimes the fighters are not that comfortable sharing those things with sure. me but well, and that those sometimes yeah. are the hard times because you don't want to pry too much but that's yeah. also where you want to connect to these guys yeah exactly guys and gals. i mean like this is their life you know they work so hard and they, a lot of times they sacrifice time with their loved ones so i feel by sometimes us engaging them with that it gives a, a, a them a moment to kind of give thanks back to their partners i think so you know their families so yeah but that's usually it's great. But yeah, I I thought she lit up like a light bulb, and that's why we end up running an extra like eight minutes towards the end because <laughs> you found a topic that you really wanted to talk about. You know, yeah. I mean, I think we could talk, you know, have her talk about the fight with Amanda or the fight with Cyborg and all that bullcrap till she turns blue in the face. But once she started talking about Tisha, that was actually pretty funny. You know, especially when we were talking about the diet and yeah. how when they go shopping, you know, she'll right. look one thing and the then funny Tisha thing is looks that like Tisha's she's the straw weight, yeah. but she's the one who gets to have ice cream. So yeah. she would say like they go grocery shopping and then uh, <laughs> Raquel's card is like the grown-up card and right. Tisha's card is like the children card with like yeah. ice cream and all the treats and things like and that. Like, if she wants to see her abs she'll just diet for one day. I'm like oh yeah that's just like me. <laughs> just like me. They're <laughs> in there only I could diet. diet for an entire day. <laughs> so I, well, the, I thought the interviews were great and thank you to the PR team for allowing us to, to kind of do that. You know sometimes it's nice to be able to go into place and kind of settle in and get the the lay of the land and feel but so that one was kind of a we just hit the ground running but i thought that went good and then uh it we followed it up and had the open workouts which was in uh do you remember what the name of the mall was uh it's it's baja shopping is a pretty big one and yeah. it's one of the the biggest and most traditional ones here yeah it was now. nice i mean it had the 
multiple different food courts and i remember we walked to a different food court and it literally felt like we walked for like half a mile <laughs> before we found it talking about the food court yeah well i'm getting to that i'm just <laughs> and walking the to the food court and walking to the food court lugging that my a lot. Gear. that paints a very and then <laughs> and then that's all that happened at the mall <laughs> we went to the food end court. of the story is the, is the worst walk i've ever had in my entire life i thought i was gonna die if i didn't get there but and then, then there was food at the end of it but then so there was, was food okay. and then it was good story <laughs> but no, it was great all right, so this this center section where they had the the uh, the mat set up had a couple different uh, upper layers uh, levels where the 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 railing wrapped around, so people were able to kind of lean over and look down at all their favorite fans. We had fighter uh, fans wrapped around on the bottom. It was a pretty decent media turnout. I mean, like we were kind of stuck into a location because. Uh, the way that the Brazilian PR staff does it a little bit different than some of the UR, uh, U.S. Shade. staff is they put uh, these, uh, uh, what do you call it, uh, um, uh, stanchions and, and stuff or whatever, uh, the piping or whatever, whatever you call those ropes. Stanchions is stanchions. correct, yeah. Uh, so they could, you couldn't get to the stage. And so rather than be able to kind of just flow around and get all the different shots like we normally do, they kind of roped it off. So you, once you got to an area, you were kind of stuck. So um, that kind of sucks for us, but that's just us talking shop or whatever. But um, there was kind of that funny moment later on with the lights where one of the lights, the LED lights went all wacky and went into like disco mode. And <laughs> I think it was during Amanda's workout and it starts changing lights and it was strobing out. And I was just like, oh, this is so Brazil. And they had like a weird, shade. like purple light. I'll throw shade. Hey, hey, if I'm not in Heo, I'll throw shade. I got nothing but shade. You do one event a year and you can't do it right. Okay, that's but, a, that, yeah, that's shade. That was that shade. That was not taking shots at Brazil at all. That was. But besides that, it was a it was well, a decent event, right? Everything that sucked, it was decent. Yeah. Besides that, that's it was okay. That's just getting even criticism on anything, though. Yes. It's like whenever I, I do something, it's like. Like, it was fine. <laughs> That's the best I'm gonna get. <laughs> well, and, and I always find it funny when they put a time frame. They're like, okay, this is gonna start on this, and it's gonna end on seven thirty. That's Brazil time for you, which though. is ridiculous, though. Still, like, I agree. You know, why put out a schedule? Just say, all right, here's a random time range of when we think we're gonna end. <laughs> that, it was supposed to because end. Because no one will show up. Here. It's supposed no to one will show up. And like, if it's question mark, question mark, because question mark. Because that's actually life for us. But change the life. I agree. You put a thing I there. I mean, all, like, you're not in. savages. You have a time frame. Follow the time frame. Yeah, You're I not filthy animals like some American said <laughs> once. This is not Very that American. loudly in front of a packed <laughs> in front arena. Of a packed Brazilian crowd. <laughs> um, but yeah, so they were supposed to finish around 7.30ish or 8. I think we got out of there after 9. And we were like dying of starvation. Yeah, it was it was not the prettiest. But it was it was really neat. It was The, the crowd, I think, appreciated it. Yeah. Who's not the biggest pops, you think? Jacare. Uh, Jacare got a yeah. huge pop from and the Vitor. crowd, and I was a little Vitor did. Um, but sometimes I think they were they were loving his dog. Sometimes I think <laughs> she gets a big pop too. Everybody's like, "Oh, cute that's dog. like cheating, right?" Like I'm just gonna yeah, bring my he cute totally cheated. Dog he brought, he brought a cute dog with him, so he no, cheated. I think it was the timing too, because like when uh, so I if I remember correctly, the first one was um, uh, Leoto was the first stop. Yes. So yeah. that's like it wasn't that crowded yet. So yeah. that makes it. It was a little bit empty. He's, he also he's a made a, well a theatrical guy. mistake. Uh, he <laughs> led off with uh, yoga and 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 stretching. No, this isn't. He for lost that. his there. Yeah, you you yeah. come in, you come in blazing hot, guns hot, okay. and you just start throwing kicks. That's that, a, that's ultimately what I think people want to see. I mean, I think I like it when the the fighters like, all right, fuck it, I'm I should be cutting weight. 
you're gonna get take me away from my workout i'm gonna actually get a workout and Tony Ferguson is like one of those guys that did it. Connor back in the day, before Connor became superstar Connor, used to put like an hour workout. The dude would like bust his, he would like literally work out. That's where you see some of these guys stretch. I'm like, okay, he's gonna he's gonna get into but it. But Leota yeah. went into it afterward. What he I'm thinking is like, bit. yeah, he did, he did a little bit. But he I didn't think really go they crazy. put like, time limitations on them. Yeah. I think that's why you know <laughs> put time limitations. Even though he showed up like <laughs> super late. But if what? you see none of them like lasted that long, I think it was more the gap between them. Yeah, there was yeah, and I think some of the others were just like because I think they had them scheduled for like 15 minute slots. So I think yeah. some of them came it's in funny. more like expecting. I was. Uh, to be, like, I was yeah, in cage and side, and there was because uh, thankfully the Pepsi company sent me here for whatever reason. <laughs> I VIP love it when passes. Pepsi sends you here. I know, I do too. It's, it's a one, it's a fun reward for hard work. Uh, so there was a point where Leo was like, "I'm done," and the side, the people on the side were like, "You just like you gotta really? keep going, you gotta keep going." He's like, "But uh," I'm and then done. He, he went back. That's when he came back out and did some shadow boxing. Okay, and then he did, then he like sort of. Then he just sparred around with like Chinzo a little, yeah, little bit. Yeah, and then that. he then he stopped again, and then they're like, "All right, fine," because they they're like, I think the idea was that like you're really late, and they waited, and now you're only gonna give him like five, five minutes. minutes yeah. of... <laughs> it was kind of interesting how they brought him down the elevator. So there was like those dramatic moments where everybody would like see a pile of people in the elevator, and they're like, "Who is it? Who is it?" Yeah, you know. So that was kind of interesting you know for for what it was but so that was good i mean it was it was, it was interesting I, I always love when they do um some of those f- fan public, forward yeah, things and for they sure. actually have a good turnout and yeah they actually were into it and the fans seemed into it so uh good on them to to give them something and people uh i haven't heard anything about the community event that happened uh was that yesterday or today, today how that went but they the the ufc did another um community event with big nog i believe so hopefully that went good. But, yeah, there was a good turnout for the open workouts and stuff. But today we had media day, and they brought the uh, the main card fighters, and so we got to talk to some more fighters today. And then we had the media day face-offs. Uneventful face-offs, you know, no – you know, no animosity. Nobody yeah. was jumping what are you anybody's talking face. Talking about that, that that cringeworthy moment of 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 hostility between Amanda Cooper and, and Mackenzie Dern. Oh, the unanswered oh, handshake. That was intense. That sent oh, shivers to the entire crowd. <laughs> They're like, like what? What's happening? And it good. And the the good thing is that the first time, so Mackenzie reached out the first time, and then Cooper sort of ignored her. But it wasn't on his mistake. Didn't see it. The minute the minute she saw it, she replied because yeah. people were like, ooh, almost. And then Cooper replied, and all was good. And then they did they did the face off, and then uh, Mackenzie went for the reach once more, and Cooper just walked away. I don't think it was a diss. I think no, she I don't. Just I didn't think her, I think it. yeah, because I think her back was completely turned. Yeah, because they were, that's what it they, looked they, like. Because they do the part where they face off and they're squaring at each other, and then you all seen you've all seen this, and then they turn outward towards uh, the, the, the media and stuff. Yeah, but then Amanda just spun to the left, and right at the time when she spun into the left, Mackenzie turned back for that yeah. that thank you shake. And then it was just how the but crowd Mackenzie sort of like went, it, ooh. She took and it then Mackenzie, oh, yeah, she, she was, she like, was she, awesome. She just kind of like, laughed. Okay, it. so this is what happened. I was it, left hanging. That's life. I'll yeah. just move on. So it, it was kind of funny. But yeah, besides, all right, I forgot that huge dramatic, that was the dramatic, dramatic moment. Gallagher tried to be like a little, uh, but the, the thing with him was like he 
Yeah, he was being more aggressive, I guess, in the well, lead he was, up. Like, he was trying but to... he was friendly. Well, like, when they were it. first walking, it looked like he was trying to do, like, one of those, like, little wrestling moves. Like, they yeah. were going to go down go for wrestling. for the leg, yeah. Where John, in his mind, was just like, I got to somehow get on that side because I've shaved because UFC of the shit. That was so cute. <laughs> you know, and I think Keller he, like, was like, what is going on here? <laughs> but he took so him straight. Cool. I think he saw it and was like, oh, yeah. okay, I get it. Yeah. I get it. But no, I thought they were pretty, was great and was cordial, you know? Yeah, it was amicable. It was, no, it was there was nobody there that I felt that there was... Was like any like fireworks coming Victor, like there's no hatred from Victor anybody Belfort coming in. The, I saw a bunch of memes on that oh, on Bel Belfort and Leoto yeah, like seen him, don't uh, you ever step on my lawn again. <laughs> Leoto like, was wearing a bathrobe. Uh, what did it, it say on the back Belfort. of it? It said, uh, uh, "Yeah, sorry, Vitor. I did not wake up today to be mediocre." And then he was, but he was fully committed to the retired look, right? So he was wearing the bathrobe, the like um, sweatpants type thing, and then he was wearing sandals, or like with, UFC slippers, I think, with like squared socks. Yeah. So he was just. And he had a mug. I didn't even see it at yeah. the time. But after what he was, so I thought it was brilliant. It's like he, he this is my in. last day on the job, and I don't care. This yeah. is how I'm gonna show up. And every interview I've had with him so far is definitely like I have uh, short timers disease. Like when you're trying to like you're trying to get like a hype, like a, a sound sound bite for like some hype. Yeah. He's like, yeah, it's a, it's a fight. It's fights are fights. I've done so many fights. It's like, what am I gonna do? I'll worry about it when I'm in the fight. I'm like that's. Yeah. <laughs> That's just not really a sizzling soundbite, uh, but all right, thank you. That's all I'm gonna get from you. But that yeah. was a yeah. We didn't get we didn't get a single sizzling soundbite from him. But uh, that's why our interview was just so interesting. I think, but, but, but yeah, that was ever like, and that was my first question. So is this like, can we call that your retirement fight? Like it seems like a simple enough question. Mm -hmm. And it was like nothing. No, simple. it's a retirement. I'm not retired. I'm like okay. But it is my final fight. <laughs> and then he explained. Yeah. But the memes were, to me, the best thing. Like, that was it. Like, when you, you went, one of them was this one that I just mentioned. Like, well, when you, it's your last day of the job and it just don't give a fuck anymore. Like, and that was this whole look. <laughs> uh, there were montages going on. I fully advise you guys to go on Twitter yeah, and I'm just go with your Belfort. Yeah, it's 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 gold. It's gold, Jerry. It. It's gold. I love it. So tonight uh, we went uh, for the second time to the uh, Brazilian Steakhouse. I know uh, Fernandez. You know, informed us that it's not the greatest steakhouse, but it has improved since the last time it we has. were here. It's Normally, okay. when we uh, stayed at the Winds of Baja down the street, it's literally just a walk around the corner. Yeah. Now it's just a little bit slight uh, drive down the street, but they have improved a little bit. But for the current exchange rate, you know, like three-ish to one, uh, the steak dinner or the all-you-can-eat steak dinner is like 79 um, Brazilian dollars. But for us, uh, the Quakes, Brazilian dollars, whatever Brazilian it's currency. The hey, I, I, we have a currency. I don't even call it that. It's not called the hey, I. Oh, another American who thinks the world revolves around It is what we call it. it. Is Western chauvinism. Yeah, you're the only ones who use Fahrenheit. Go suck a Fahrenheit dick. That's right. Assholes. <laughs> don't make any sense. I'm sorry, guys. They're gonna have to change the it. rating on the iTunes now. No, it's already explicit just for this moment. All right, so we had sorry. the we had the steak dinner, which was which was good. Good, which is good. Uh, the steak, everything was a steak dinner there. It was just one long protracted well, we had, steak dinner. Right? Well, they had some veggies and stuff that you could mix in. Which is in what between. I had. But Well, that's what we did. That's what we do. But no, it was good. So I, I thought that was good. But besides that, uh, uh, I mean, there's not many other options besides hotels around here. 
I mean, uh, granted, we haven't really explored too many areas, but no, we're, we we're, we're kind of, cre- I'm, I know I'm personally like a creature of comfort. So like, if I know a place, I'm like, I will hit it every other yeah, I've night. I've become aware of that over the <laughs> years. Yes. That well, you guys will eat like in the same place. Like, don't put a Nando's nearby. Don't put a Nando's nearby. Yeah, or I haven't tried Morgan it yet, and those but, guys uh, will yeah. go there literally every day. Every of the single week. day. I, I've realized that. But That's yeah. how we it, do. I didn't, I realized how, t- personally, how extreme you were about this uh, Chescaria place because. After the first night, I was like, "That's I, I can feel my cholesterol rising. I think I think I have an embolism just forming right now." And then he's like, "Let's go back again the next day." I'm like, "On the next day, I'm like let's just give it a rest. Let's go on break." And then we went back today. I'm like, ah, "I don't know, my body can handle this. I, I can I can have a headache now, an unusual headache. That I don't know why I'm having a headache, but." Beyond meat which, sweats, I'm not all what clogged up with meat. What did we say we wanted what the meat sweats would be called in Portuguese? Suadeira da carne. Yeah, sounds so much better than meat sweats. Yes, it it, does. This is not sexy at all, guys. <laughs> it, it sounded pretty I've, good. I've, I've heard people, I will say like the weirdest shit in Portuguese, and people that sounds sexy are like, new. No. Say it one more time for everybody. No. Meat sweats. Suadeira da carne. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I love it. How I, much for that? <laughs> right, before we, before well, actually, we, it's like seventy eyes, so you can get yeah. that easily yeah. and a lifetime of regret. Well, before we start to wrap it up, uh, Fernando, give give the listeners an update. How is Brazil doing? Uh, you know, sometimes when we've come How's down Brazil? here, that's fucking intense. <laughs> well, I mean, sometimes we come down here. Literally, there were there were like uh, road blockages and like um, you know active protests. Some of the last times we've been here, but like. What's going on in this area? How are, how are things going on in Brazil? How are the Brazilian people right now? This is very intense. <laughs> like I cannot speak on behalf of the country of Brazil. I think you can, if you tried. I can, like, on behalf, as the spokesperson <laughs> who Brazil nominated mm-hmm. to speak. They did. I saw it in the paper. We are on the shitter. <laughs> uh, it's, a, it's, it's turbulent times like, uh, yeah. since we've... We've had the coup, uh, which some people call the impeachment, but it was um, the coup. And uh, <laughs> it's it's uh, politically it's been rough for Brazil, and we're we're kind of at that stage yet, and also economically. So it's a, uh, I mean, it's a lot like you guys. Like it hasn't been easy for you guys either. Like right now, so it's just a time that it can, you know. I think that we're going through a time that can really make us politically if we use it to mobilize ourselves. But it can or, also it can also really be awful. <laughs> so, that's what I like to hear. Yeah, so that's how we're going through delicate times. That's that it's very complicated. I cannot say all of what Brazil is going on uh in just these couple of minutes, but if you guys are interested, I can send you links. We can talk about it on Twitter. Yeah, if you don't, but, if people don't follow you and know where to how yeah. to get more info, who, where should they follow? Uh, on I'm Twitter? on. Uh, I'm at Nanda Prates. It would be N A N D A P R A T E S, and I have an underscore which I absolutely hate. But apparently, there's another Fernanda with uh without an underscore, and she's an egg. She doesn't tweet anything. An egg. She's just over there taking up space. And a perfectly good Twitter name. Is that a Portuguese saying? A colloquialism? An egg. An egg? Yeah, like you on can, Twitter. You like can, no tweets? 
Yeah, oh, when you don't have a profile. profile picture, you're an oh, A. Oh, okay. I didn't I'm know. not just making this up. Like this uh, is it's just kind of random. How you, yeah, how you she's an egg. She's uh, an egg. Uh, <laughs> but that's okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna subtweet other people. Submission radio. When I talked to them, mm-hmm. I, and they were like, "Well, she's an egg," and I'm like, "So people know what that is." So they're okay, just yeah, like, yeah, you are several generations younger than us. So and they're that's intellectually probably, yeah. superior. So there's I'm just. Well, Well, perhaps next time you could stay on their podcast. (laughs) (laughs) This will be the last invitation you have from ours. (laughs) All right, so wrapping this show up, Albert, you said that uh, earlier you had mentioned something about uh, a quiz of some sort. Yes, I have a quiz for both of you, actually. What is this quiz all about? Uh, Well, as some of you may know, uh, Mm. not Fernanda. Uh, there was a, there's a new podcast out there. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, really? It's a... Uh... Color me interested. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a thing people say? <laughs> no. Why not? <laughs> and unfortunately, hold on a sec. I have to get... Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Hold on. Because I don't edit these things, Albert. You got to be ready. You can't, I can't... <laughs> oh, cut. I thought we were dropping it, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, because... I was planning on trying to be nice and let you at least promote your thing. Well, we maybe we don't have to go on the quiz. Oh no, we got the quiz ready now. Oh, oh, ah, you oh, waited dear. too long. <laughs> All right. All Shame right. on me. And here's a little preamble. Okay. How long is this quiz? Short quiz? Uh yeah, it's fairly short. Okay. I mean, it's, it's multiple choice. Okay. There's only ten questions. What? No, we don't have to do ten questions. They're quick. Okay. Maybe. We'll see. Or you be trapped forever. You can tap tap out whenever you want. Uh, So here it goes. Okay. Are you a disgusting freak, misunderstood by society, and searching for a place where you belong? Well, I hear the YMCA is taking people. For everyone else who has a healthy curiosity for all things strange and maybe mildly apocalyptic, Odd Normal is the place for you. Whoa. Yes. I thought that was that one of the questions? No, not yet. This is Uh, a preamble. Uh, if you're unsure, uh, if, you, if you're an odd normal person, I have a quiz for the two of you. Oh. Now, I will allow each of you to tap in a friend if you don't know the, qu- the answer to this question. Oh, that takes way too long. Yeah. Uh, but then, yes, I'll ask a question to – we'll start off with Fernanda, okay. and then we'll switch over. If you can't answer the question, well then you can ask Kenny for, for help. Uh, first question, uh, who is Diane Robinson? A, a psychic who's communicated with those that dwell in the hollow earth via the Agartha Network – a self-proclaimed priestess. We're gonna do five questions. <laughs> <laughs> a self-proclaimed. This is hard to get with. <laughs> a self-proclaimed priestess of the Dark Dragon Order who Ooh. uses sexual fire to entrap the unwary to a life of servitude. A sorceress who feeds on souls, or your mom. <laughs> B. Was that four questions? Four options? Or I'm was gonna that five? go with B. B. A, a sorceress. Yeah. Wrong. She's oh. a psychic who communicates with people in the Hollow God Earth. Damn it, Whoa. I'm so bad at this. Yeah. That was a pretty awesome question, though. Yeah. I was totally into that third chick. <laughs> she is pretty hot. Number? I do have her name and number, uh, and she will get back to you. Okay, question number two. What is a, what of is five? What is social credit? <laughs> Cold coffee's preferred form of pain for frosty beverages. Ooh. The feeling you get when you spend too much time reading social media feeds. A form of credit reporting developed by the Chinese government, or a financial service Wells Fargo has illegally signed you up for without your knowledge. Ooh, let's go with the last one. The last one you're going last wrong. It is Damn a it. credit form of reporting developed one? by the Chinese government. Yes. Damn it. It's <laughs> always the Chinese. fucking Chinese. They, they, get, they got what's up. Like, yeah. Dude, I thought it was gonna be that one, but that Wells Fargo one sounded true. <laughs> yeah. That sounded but that's legit. because that's how they get you, Kenny. Damn it. They got me too. <laughs> so if I answer wrong, am I not supposed to listen to your podcast? 
It just means that you need. I have. You oh, need, I have you knowledge. Need, I need. Yeah, oh. you, you need to get yeah, more. Okay. More okay. Knowledge. So so far, yeah. we need more knowledge. Okay. Yeah. Question number three. <laughs> Where are you more likely to encounter a flugelrad? What is the, that? The, that is a language thing, though. I have no idea what that a is. Flugel that sounds rad. like a Middle Earth thing. Okay. The lost continent of Atlantis. Ooh. The icy edges of the flat Earth, near the opening to the hollow Earth, or the alt-right blogosphere. I, I, I say the hollow Earth one. What is the name of the thing? Flugelrad. I'll say D. D. Alt-right. Alt-right blogosphere. Yeah. Kenny was right. Oh, God damn it. I just think, like, weird shit happens there. Like, that's my, that like... totally sounded like some BS, like, hollow shit world thing. <laughs> Do they have wizards there in Hollow Earth? Ah, uh, they have everything there. Everything's God, better awesome. and stranger in the Hollow Earth. Oh, I love it. What is the Hollow Earth? So is that question four? Listen to episode four. <laughs> <laughs> I'll chalk it up to language, guys. I Wait, feel very ignorant. Four? That was four. Okay, no, last question. This is, this is four. Okay. I have, yeah, I think that was, that was three. Okay. So what is the Jackson King scale of apocalyptic anxiety? The name of Fernanda's Instagram feed. <laughs> the, primary <That's> met- the, <laughs> the primary metric for determining one's predilection for candy measured against what they worry it will do to their waistline. A scale developed by Belgian socio- sociologist Sturm Jackson and Johan King used to precisely measure the potential of world-ending events or Cold Coffee's personal ranking for whether or not he'll make it to the toilet before the shit his, before he shits himself. That is very tra- factual that that could happen. <laughs> is it my turn? It's your oh, turn, okay. yeah. uh, What are you feeling? C or B? You think C? I think C might just be true. Let's go with C. He might be just misleading us because of King. It's a trick question. See? It was completely made up by ah, us at the Odd Normal uh, podcast. <laughs> was that one of the but options? It is, was that, that one of the options? Was it was made no? Up? It was a trick question. It was not oh. one of the options. But uh, it, well, we do use fair. it to measure the world. Any that's of it. That's not fair. I know, but it sounds. All right, great. last question. Last one. All right, finish. Let's yes, finish this sentence. Robots will take over the world and imprison humanity within a computer-generated simulation of reality called the Bertramverse. That seems great. Become sentient and replace our old gods. That seems great too. Rise to a level of complexity which allows them to take over all jobs currently held by a human. Awesome too. Or destroy <laughs> capitalism. I love all of them. Can I have all of them? Is that a possibility? That is the answer. Ah, all of the above. So good. God damn it. I knew oh, this oh, oh. What do I get? Uh, well, you actually get yourself a one-way ticket to Odd Normal Land, because oh, you still is... need... To... <laughs> yeah, that's shitty, I'm, shitty, shitty. <laughs> I'm scared and aroused. As, that's exactly <laughs> the way you're supposed to feel. All right, and that's a good one to end on. <laughs> All right, so how, how can people find your podcast, Albert? Uh, just go I'm to... sorry, Fiasco, Pepsi, Pepsi guy. Pe- yes, yeah, Pepsi <laughs> Fiasco. What's uh, Just to go to iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you find podcasts, and uh, search for Odd Normal. You can find us on the twitters at odd n r m l and instagram at odd normal and fia- and, and uh, facebook too is on normal as well i love it thank you guys very much for hopping on the show tonight and i think uh Fernand, you you raised a good point that the the vitor inf- uh, interview was just strange and oddly fascinating all yeah. at the same time so uh for all you folks we're gonna we're gonna roll this to the uh, vitor interview and then john's gonna pick it back up so thank you very much for for joining us here in rio by proxy of this podcast and uh check out albert's uh odd normal <laughs> that's that's his theme song right there and be sure to follow nanda praches on uh twitter Discord. and all the all the things 
Nanda underscore. Nanda Prach is underscore. Just the underscore at the end? That's yeah, so it's weird. Brutal. I know. I'm sorry. That's it's like what a happened. tail, like sorry, a rat I... tail. Like if you had like a rat tail on your head that or something. That is weird. It is, but whatever. <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys, for listening. And uh, here's this uh, wonderful interview that uh, Nanda did with Vitor Belfort. Vitor, I'm just going to get this one out of the way because he needs Are to you be ready? asked. It needs to be asked. Just don't, don't ask me two <laughs> questions. Are you ready? How are you yeah. feeling? You have extra tickets. No. Tell me. Okay. None of those. None of those. <laughs> My question is, uh, of course, things can happen and you've left that door open. But to this point, are we still calling this your retirement fight? I'm not retirement because when you retire, you're still no. getting paid. I'm not getting paid. So I'm not retiring. Okay. That's but that's my point. last fight. That's, that's important because people say, well, okay, what's the legacy you're living? Legacy is not what I did for myself. It's yeah. what I'm doing for the next generation. Mm. So I think I live one of the biggest legacy in the sport for sure, yeah. worldwide. And I'm not retiring because I'm not getting paid after I finish. So I'm looking for jobs. I'm looking for opportunities. But that's, that's my last fight, for mm. sure. And, and I'm very content with what I accomplished in the sport. But I still believe I can contribute so much with the sport. And, and I love what UFC is doing, you know, yeah. creating the institute, creating all that. But we have so much to do. Yeah. Because sometimes when you have so much, you know, a resource, but you got to have the brains. Yeah. Remember that, that sometimes in life you need both. You need money and brains and i think now we need people to help make changes for what's coming yeah so the barriers that we need to break is going to the olympics okay what we got to do yeah so example i have a question for you and for everyone do you know who make the rules for you for mma who create the rules the person yeah who create the rules it's important for everyone to know who are the groups or the committee that create the rules. Yeah, transparency. Yeah, we need to know, you know, which was this guy, was this, okay, who are they? And what we need to redo it to go to the next phase. So volleyball changed some rules and become so popular volleyball. So I think we are on the point to go to the Olympics. We're gonna have to adapt, but if we create another rules, we cannot become like boxing because that's what, makes NBA so attractive yeah. because people go to the Olympics, they know they're going to see Kobe Bryant. They know they're going to... So we, we want to go to the Olympics and we want to see the legends in the Olympics. Yeah. We don't, so, so many things we have to do to... And I love what UFC is doing with the Institute. I kind of see what they're doing, creating the data, helping the athletes. But we still... Athletes, they don't get paid to train. They only get paid to fight. So we are entertainers. Yeah. We're not athletes. Got it. That's, that, since you touched on that, you said one more yourself, retirement. It's not retirement since you're not getting paid. So. Is it something that it's, it's also It's important part for of people that. to understand. Yeah. You know, because sometimes, remember, you know, I always make these jokes. I think God made a mistake, you know, put me not in America, you know, born in, in 77 in America, I think I, I would become, uh, you know, because that's the dream of the land. You see what people can do in America. Unfortunately, in Brazil, it, it's not easier. It's, it's much tougher. It's a mm-hmm. third world country and we still struggle. But in America is the land of opportunity and mm-hmm. everyone that goes there, they rebuild it and they redo it. So my idea is, is I went there when I was young, but I didn't have the experience I have today. So today, 
I have major experience. I read so many books. I did so many courses. So I expand my my ability to think and to rationalize and, and to be rational and to be okay. You know, it's by the feeling. So I kind of see where we can go. Yeah. But when you don't have the power to accomplish that, because that's what I believe we need to be more like ants yeah. and less like tigers. So the difference between two animals, ants, they work together in a group yeah. and they're going to accomplish big things. So where we want, what we want to accomplish. And, and, and that's a very important question. And I, I really believe that I, I see the sport so major that it's, it's just hard to describe the way I see it. But I believe sooner or later, I will be able to contribute more than what I did. So I'm excited. It's, it's interesting because every fight week when we talk to you, it's, we don't really talk about the fight that much because you always have so many ideas and so many plans and you're, you're they, thinking so many things. But thinking about if I'm sitting down here talking about what I'm going to talk, oh, are you ready? The, yeah. It, I'm glad that we're not going to ask for tickets. <laughs> no, but, you know, I'm attending. Yeah, so I have my seat. So I think people are going to be interested to see this interview because yeah. they don't see just the fighter. And, and mm -hmm. I think that's the importance to, to understand. No, absolutely. But, but like, how does your, how do you, like, it seems like your brain is always processing so much, right? How is it for you to kind of like focus on all the things that you want to achieve and all the things that you do effectively and on your training and in your fight? Like, how do it's you just, balance it all out? It's just like example. My first priority is, is my kids and my wife, so yeah. my family. So I would say I want to contribute to a world better. So how I can do it is raising good kids, raising kids with values and <clears throat> understand that society, people think differently. They have the different beliefs, yeah. the different genders. So how I can raise these kids to bring to society change? You know, I dream with my, my, my kids, okay, what about you can bring the cure for cancer? So I just make them dream, you know, okay, what you can do to change politicians. My, my, my son loves, you know, politicians. And he say, dad, and what do you change? What do you change for make people not die for starvation? So, I love to process, not just, be, and that's who I am. So when time to train, here I'm not training, I'm not fighting, I'm, so I'm yeah. here, I'm talking. So you, you ask me questions that it's interest for them because if we're here talking to the fight, just, just the fighter, yeah. okay, what about now? Yeah. So I'm done with my career, so, so I'm not going to be fighting, so I'm going to work as a bouncer. That, that's what people, I believe when I, when I start my career, one of my uncles said, Victor, what are you doing with your life? You should do law. What are you going to do? You want to become a bouncer. That's how they think. Yeah. So you're thinking about Mark Zuckerberg dropped out of school. Oh, what are you going to do now? You're going to be just these tech kids? So if the guys that never search and go for their dream and don't be a thinker, don't be a doer, because you can think and not do it. So I think the doers. I think that's, that's who I am, you know. And it, it's interesting because you take a very pragmatic approach to the th to things, but you also seem very like emotionally invested in them as well. Yeah, because you got to work with passion. Yeah. You know, if you see the story of Bill Gates, that guy with passion. You know, Steve Jobs, passion. You know, Mark Zuckerberg, passion. Warren Buffett, passion. You know, you name it. All of them passion. Dana White, passion. Lorenzo, passion. So successful people, if they don't work with passion and beliefs, when difficulty comes, they give up. So Roosevelt, one of the greatest presidents America has, passion, you know. And you name it, the leaders, Martin Luther King, so much passion. 
you know, Beatles passion, opera passion. People that, that change the world is the people that embrace, think out of the box. Yeah. So I think you can see me one of this generation that think out of the box. So yeah. I'm, I'm glad to, to be a, a doer and a thinker. That's, that's it. Whenever you bring up these examples, you're, you're always talking about these guys who accomplished great things, not just in whatever it is that they did, right? Like for the world. Like, do, do you think about that for yourself? Like, okay, you've done, you have this legacy in fighting and nobody can take that away from you because it's done. But that's But the thing, life. because I, I don't know if they know what legacy is, because when you talk about legacy, it's what they live for the next generation. It's not what you did for myself. So example, legacy, like, let's, let's give an example. Okay, legacy is not what, how many titles you have. Example, Floyd Mayweather, what's the legacy he lives for the sport? It's not being undefeated, that's not his legacy. That's his career. Legacy, what he's doing for the next generation that comes along, oh, I, I paved that, I did that, now it's for you to go and, 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 and benefit from this what I did. So yeah. example, talking about terms of politicians. Politicians serve four years of government. What's the legacy usually a politician leave for the next guy, even if he's gonna do it, go to re-election again? What's the legacy? They live in debts. Debt. They, they did something better. So that's for me is legacy. So it's very important for people to understand legacy is not my career, is not my accomplishment. It's what I left for the, the next generation. It's a big occasion for you, right? It's your final fight and in a place like this and with a guy who you really seem to respect a lot. A lot. Uh, it's a big fight for Brazilians. So, uh, You're, like I said, a very pragmatic guy, but do you feel, do you think that, does that make you emotional? Do you think about the emotion that, the moment, the emotional moment that this might be? No, I think it's, it's that I'm, I'm taking, I'm taking all in, you know, I'm, I'm enjoying the process. So I like what Gustavo was saying to me, what is the, what's the best thing in the movie since the beginning and the end? It's not even the beginning, it's not even the end. It's the whole thing, it's the whole history. It's the the point of A to point B. So it's not, it's not the point, it's what is between A and B. So the fight's gonna happen Saturday, you know? I'm ready, I'm prepared, Lyoto's ready, prepare. The fans will be there. So what about enjoy it a second, you know? When I'm talking, when I'm waking up, when I'm cutting weight. So, so many things I have to do to Saturday. So why not take it a day? So people is always trying to anticipate tomorrow. No. Live today, and I have a quote that I always said, you know, the yesterday is a canceled check, tomorrow is a promissory note, today's cash on hand. So doing today your best, you know. Who knows who's going to wake up tomorrow? Maybe we're talking to someone right now that want to take his life away. Oh, man, my life cannot. You know, who, who told you you're you done? Who told you cannot accomplish? Who told you this failure is the end? Maybe it's the beginning. L look what failure represents for these great thinkers. Failures represent success. And, and the problem is what people are putting pressure in themselves. The failure is a bad thing. No, I, you know, I celebrate failures with my kids. I, I always ask them, okay, tell me something you, you failed today. Let's, let's see how we, can, how we can make it better. So I, I want to make them understand. And I, for example, today Davi is going to start his preseason football. He's a QB quarterback. And I said, Davi, why do you think in, in football they have four, 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 four down? Why do they have four tries, the quarterback? Why is not just one try? It's because he has four chances 
to make one. And then he had it again. And then he had it again. And we have an example of Tom Brady. He's an example of never giving up. And then he can change a game with one play. In basketball, the same thing. One play. So why not in life, you know? Why not in fighting? Why not in cooking? Why not in whatever endeavor you choose? You can be successful. And remember, success is not how much money you have. Yeah. Success is about values, what you bring in, what you're nurturing people around you, what you're nurturing people, are, you know, close to you. So I, I think we are, my perspective of success is not just having power and, and have authority or doing, having the power of the pen. It's how, what you're doing for the people that is not even in, close to you, but they, they can nurture. Like this interview, how much, how much I'm giving to them. Yeah how much we are giving to them, not me, because you're here. So how much we are giving to the people that we're maybe talking to the future president of any country or that's maybe you're talking but to... But no pressure. <laughs> yeah, but, but you know, that's the beauty, you know, point A and point B, just enjoy the journey. Uh, lastly, so on, on Sunday when you wake up, like one thing you know, like you, you won't be Vitor the fighter. Why not? You still be Vitor the fighter? Always. Yeah. Because I'm going to take whatever endeavor I'm doing. Victor is a fighter. Victor is a guy who's never giving up. Victor is a guy who can see opportunity, see optimism. Okay, don't. Let's go try one more time. You know, no, let's not back down. You know, let's just find another way. I think fighting, it's in my DNA wherever I go. There you have it. Cold coffee bringing it like you knew he would. All the insight from Brazil. You know he's rounding everybody up, getting you the information that you need. Uh, Vitor Belfort, man, uh, the, the the look was amazing. Hopefully you've seen the images. The the bathrobe. I mean, <laughs> uh, I love Vitor. I wish I, I do wish I could have been there this week to to uh, to do Vitor's retirement interview. Fernando Prates did a, a fine job with uh, well. I should not say retirement interview. The interview before his final fight, uh, I, I would have loved to have done that just because Vitor is such an interesting cat. And, of course, uh, we do have some history. You know, there's certainly no doubt. We, we've had some low moments in our relationship. Uh, you know, him, him asking for people to beat me up at a press conference was one that will go down in the record books. But, um, you know, we've, we've long since worked things out and uh, certainly have a lot of respect for his time in the sport. You can say what you will about uh, his questionable uh, path along the way, uh, and, and, and I think that's fair. I think all those questions that you want to ask are fair. I mean, that, the TRT era, oh, man, you know, looking back at it, it's so easy to be like, man, that's stupid. What were we thinking? How do we ever allow that to happen? But there was a time when – you know, we were kind of hailing it as, as a miracle medicine, you know, for, for these fighters who put their bodies through something crazy. And that, uh, you know, to, to, to think that they could, you know, lengthen their careers was something I think a lot of us were um, were down with, you know. And, and uh, of course, guys like Michael Bisping, you know, suffered permanent damage at the hands of Vitor Belfort. So uh, an interesting career for sure. And uh, – an interesting man, and uh, you know, love him or hate him, and I know a lot of people fall on both sides of that fence. Uh, the guy is is one of the pioneers, man, and 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 this is gonna be it, you know, this is gonna be it. So uh, bummed I didn't get to do that interview, and bummed I, I won't get to see that final walk. But 
Uh, again, no regrets. Happy I stayed home here to be with the family. Uh, listen, I, I, I like this card. You know, UFC 224 going up against uh, Bellator 199. <sighs> a lot of MMA to take in. You know, if you've got the two, two TV set up, you, you do it like that, handle your business like that. If you don't, I mean, if you only could watch one card, I mean, one of them is going to cost you 60 bucks. If they're free, I mean, if you're not factoring in the fact that there's 60 bucks on the line, you know, I probably watch UFC 224. Uh, again, Vitor Belfort, Leota Machida, that, that's a very important fight there in the history of those two men. Uh, Brian Kelleher versus John Lineker could be fun. Uh, I'm anxious to see this Amanda Cooper, McKenzie Dern fight. Amanda Cooper seems hell-bent on uh, demolishing the hype train. And Mackenzie Dern, you know, the questionable preparation, what's going into this, is it going to be problematic? We'll see. Kelvin Gaslam versus Jacare Souza. Man, I'm just waffling back and forth on my pick for that one. I, I ended up going with Jacare for the staff picks, but, man, Kelvin Gaslam, when he's on, he's on, and you can certainly see that being problematic. And, you know, Amanda Nunes versus Raquel Pitting, and I think this is the reason, because this card to me is good, but I think – you know, Amanda Nunes just seems like such a big favorite here, and I don't want to discount Raquel Pennington, but uh, Amanda Nunes, you know, the role that she's on, the time off that Pennington has had, I, I get why Nunes is such a huge favorite. Um, and so because of that, you know, I, I think it's that headliner that's causing people to to maybe be a little hesitant to buy in. I mean, I do wonder, had Rafael Dos Anjos and Colby Covington taken place on this card, you know, would it, would it have the hype even more to another level? I don't know because that still leaves you with a Nunes-Pennington main event. I don't think you could put an interim title fight of Dos Anjos versus Covington above Nunes versus Pennington. I don't think that would make sense. I think it, it, it would, you know, it's disrespectful, number one. It's just it's just not the way you do. I mean, you, you could do whatever the hell you want. It's your organization. If you do so you can do whatever the hell you want. But following along with the way things, how, how things should be done, I don't think you could. And um, listen, Raquel Pennington is tough, and and if she can survive that early onslaught, she can counter punch. She can push the pace on Amanda. Maybe she can tire her out in the later rounds. I mean, things can happen, but I get it. You know, sometimes when a when a when a fight looks like it's potentially one side on paper, it it doesn't captivate people's attention, and then that hurts the rest of the card because you know there are some fun fights on this card. Meanwhile, you got Bellator 199, Ryan Bader versus King Mo Lawal in the main event, the final heavyweight Grand Prix opening round fight. You got Paul Daly versus John Fitch. Intriguing from a name value, if nothing else. Aaron Pico, of course, versus Lee Morrison. Uh, I've said it, you know, I said it last week. I'm a big fan of Aaron Pico, and I think he's turning out to be everything we thought he would be. Javi Ayala versus Chekongo is happening. Carrington Banks versus Adam Piccolotti as well. Uh, you know, I think there's some fights that are worth paying attention to on both cards. No question about that. Um, if you can watch them both at the same time, do it. If you can watch them both at some point, just make sure you get it done. Um, I don't know what I'm going to be doing yet. I don't know what my work assignment yet is going to be. I'm out of the mix, so we'll see. I imagine I'll probably be quarterbacking a little bit of uh, a little bit of both fights. So. We'll find out. We'll find out. Uh, listen, just to looking ahead a little bit, uh, next week, unfortunately, tried and tried and tried to make it work, but uh, we'll not be going down to uh, Chile for Demi and Maya versus Kamaru Usman. Bummed about that. Um, you know, 
granted that card on paper, I understand why the bosses didn't want to commit the resources to go and cover it. But I was looking forward to going to the first South American event outside of Brazil. And I am actually really intrigued by Maya versus Usman. We'll certainly talk about that next week. Uh, there's a couple other fights in the card that look like they'll be a lot of fun. Maybe not the uh, the click-heavy fights that you would like to see if you're investing money and sending people to go cover it. So I get it. But I will be in uh, Liverpool for uh, that fight, which I'm definitely looking forward to with Steven Thompson, the Wonder Boy versus Darren Till, the Gorilla. A uh, couple weeks out, that card's still having a little trouble as well. Trying to find an opponent for Neil Magny. Uh, Neil Magny, I know... Uh, um, basically represents himself. I don't believe he has a manager, if I've got that right. Uh, and he and uh, George Masvidal have been going back and forth a little bit you know, online. Uh, but Stephen Morocco had been in touch with Neil, who I, I, I think had basically said, look, I haven't been offered that fight. Like I, I understand Masvidal is, is talking about it. And I had talked to some reps from Masvidal's side who had already said, like, oh, yeah, we've already been told we're not getting the fight. And I said, well, do you know who is getting it? And they're like, no, 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 I'm not sure. I just know we're not getting it. So it sounds like that fight's kind of dead in the water. And I know Masvidal keeps pushing it, um, but it doesn't sound like it's happening. So um, I, I don't know what's happened. I mean, you hate to pull that, that fight off that card. I mean, gosh, I mean, uh, listen, ticket sales, that, that thing sold out instantly. And, and it would have sold out instantly if it was just – Wonder Boy and Darren Till, you know, Liverpool's own, of course, they're going to stand up for Darren Till. Um, and I don't think they care too much about what else is on the card. But I think fans would like to see it. I think they'd, I think they'd like to have some more fights than that. Uh, I think they'd like to, to, to do some more things than that. Um, and it does get, I mean, you know, as far as entertainment, well, I mean, Jason Knight versus Maquan Amir Khani, oh, looking forward to that one but you know look at those those big meaningful ranked fights um that you'd like to have in your co-main event that you'd like to have up at the top yeah i mean uh it, it sounds like they need to have somebody for new Mag it sounds like maybe there's a european replacement that may be announced even by the time this podcast get out, gets out but it, it, it you know it doesn't sound like that miles at all fights happening so anyway hopefully they pull that together but uh i will be there for that one uh, our man Abby Saban will actually be up on weigh-in day and um, for the fights itself. But he and, and uh, Shamakar Sandu, um, they'll be handling uh, Bellator 200, which is the same weekend. Crazy that Bellator and UFC are both doing events in England uh, two days apart. Bellator 200 in London, uh, Mirko Krokop versus Roy Nelson in the main event there. Rafael Carvalho versus uh, Gegard Mousasi for the middleweight title. Michael Venom paid. I mean, some some big fights here as well. So uh, a good card. Um, it's interesting because from our understanding, most of the media is based in London in the UK, at least a big portion of them. Because of that, uh, they're going to do the London card, and then a lot of them are, are hopping on a, 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 basically a big van that they've chartered and everybody kind of chipped in on, and they're all going to head up after the fights on Bellator 200 and try to make it in town. Uh, in time for the early weigh-ins. They're basically going to drive through the night on a chartered van, try to make it to the early weigh-ins. And then there will be ceremonial weigh-ins that afternoon in Liverpool. Uh, and then they're going to get everything done early because Liverpool is playing in the Champions League final, big soccer game, basically the European Championships, uh, that, will, that, that will actually take place in Russia. Uh, but Liverpool earned their way into that final game against Real Madrid. Uh, so that will be a big night in Liverpool as well. Hopefully we can uh, grab a pint or two that night and watch a soccer game. But I'll be in Liverpool all week. 
uh, having everything, all the pre-fight coverage there. And then those guys will join me, but we'll have uh, we'll have coverage of both those. So that's kind of what we got coming up on the MMA Junkie front. Uh, other than that, listen, uh, I'm going to go back to being with my family. It's my last day of vacation, but I had to duck out and say hello to everybody. Uh, had to keep the streak alive, 163 straight weeks. We never miss on the MMA Road Show, even if there's a little vacation. But I tell you what. My son is home from field day. He's hanging out there. My mom is here. Uh, we're getting ready. My, my wife is helping get the house ready for a, uh, a, a big birthday party on Saturday before we, we get to cranking on those two fights. So uh, I'm going to go enjoy a little bit of that. And besides, I'm just bitter that I'm not down in Brazil on the beaches drinking some frosty beverages. Bastards. <laughs> Back in the mix soon. Thanks for listening.